0: Welcome to Languages and Books, the podcast for language learners, language enthusiasts, language fanatics and even book lovers. My name is Abisola Kimura and I am your host on this show. Eka bo sori eto awon ati iwe mo kini o, eyin temi ba woniye shewa. Shawa. la 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 I just finished singing a Yoruba song. Now, the Yoruba language is a language spoken in West Africa and most prominently in my country, Nigeria. So, today I have a guest who speaks Yoruba fluently. I don't think I have ever met anyone who loves the Yoruba language and culture as much as he does. With me today on Languages and Books is Ishaolua Akinsunde. Ishaolua is a Mo Ibrahim Fellow in the Energy, Environment, and Resources Program, where his research examines the international and national institutions responsible for the effectiveness of climate finance in developing countries. He holds a Master of Laws degree in air and space law, and is currently a PhD candidate in law. He's also an avid lover of the Yoruba language, which he has studied and taught informally for many years. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how Ishaulua learned the Yoruba language and what makes Yoruba distinct from other African languages. Hello, Ishaulua. Welcome to Languages and Books. Are you excited to be on the show?
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here today, Abisola, and looking forward to an opportunity to interact with your global audience.
0: All right. Thank you so much. So, uh, let's just get started right away. So, how did you learn Yoruba? and become so passionate about the language.
1: My journey to learning the Yoruba language is a very zigzag journey. It's not been a straight journey. I remember as a child, I went or attended a school where the Yoruba language was an exception. You were not allowed to speak Yoruba Because it was termed vernacular, I'm sure most members of your Nigerian audience would be able to relate to these. We had to pay fines, in fact, if we spoke a word of Yoruba. I think it was 10 naira per word at the time. So Yoruba was was an exception. And my parents tried as much as possible to speak only English to us at home. But my exposure to Yoruba came, I think, when I was six years old, or seven years old. Okay. We had followed our mom to our course a school in the Southwestern state in nigeria and children had come from different parts of the country with their parents and it was an opportunity to meet new friends so we were interacting with friends and before we knew it because we spent more time with these children and less time with our parents who were always in the classroom we picked up the language more speedily okay. so, so, so this is really interest you a quarrel broke out amongst the children Oh. few months after my mom resumed on that campus, the parents of all the children were invited to settle the discord. Okay. And all the children were speaking Yoruba. And it was our turn, that is my sister and I, it was our turn to explain our own parts of the story. Okay. Those who are going to settle the quarrel, right? Yeah. And my mom just intervened and said, no, 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 no. They will speak English and I will explain what they want to say to you because they cannot speak Yoruba like the other children. And all the children look at her like, do you know who your children are at all? These children speak very, very strong and proficient Yoruba. And my mom was surprised when my sister started explaining. My sister explained with clarity, with confidence, with understanding of the language, my mom thought she got a brand new daughter that day you know I mean, it was yeah. very interesting because more than I do the children have a stronger cognitive capacity to pick up languages more than adults yeah. so, so, so that's how my journey to the language started another part of your question which is how did I become so passionate about it I think Once that episode happened and we had the confidence to now speak the language at home, and I think the school we attended after that became less restrictive, the passion just grew naturally and we were... And I particularly, speaking for myself, just became fascinated by the language, the expressiveness of the language, poetry of the language, the wisdom in the language, the literature of the language, the heart of it. And I just didn't look back. I hope
0: that's uh, a
1: summary of of my journey.
0: Okay, so what I want to ask now is, aside, you know, learning in school, because I know that, you know, we did Yoruba in school growing up, and, you know, learning from family members, did you have to put in extra efforts towards learning the language, like personal effort?
1: Absolutely. Learning in school is great. Learning at home or speaking the language at home is great. Mm-hmm. But there is a level of proficiency that you would never attain by informal interaction. There are words that you will never encounter you only speak the language in school and at home. Because I don't think there is except in some communities in some parts of Southwest Nigeria where they speak unadulterated Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Most homes do not speak Yoruba without blemish. So if you want to learn, as I did, Yoruba without blemish, you would consciously find a way to self-personal efforts. And that's what I did. You know, for example, I love Yoruba movies, epic mm-hmm. movies, particularly. You know those Yoruba movies where you see the Babalahu, you know, yeah. dressed in his cultural attire, yeah. chanting incantations. Yes. I'm not fascinated by the religion of it. I'm fascinated by the culture of it. Because mm-hmm. the culture is the window into the language, right? Yeah. And and it's for example, I, I when I watch those kind of Yoruba films, I take notes. I take notes. I have a, I have a word page on my laptop where I note, you know, things I learn when I watch a Yoruba film. Not Yoruba films that mix it with, with English and they start yeah. to sentence it Yoruba and punctuate it with six words of English and then close the sentence with. Another word of Yoruba, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about words that you would not even know that they exist. For example, I didn't know that until I watched one of these films I'm talking about. I didn't know that Baba, the one who cuts the hair of a man, is called Onigba Jamo in Yoruba. Mm -hmm. You know, my assumption, if you grew up where I grew up and interacted with the people I interacted with and have the Yoruba orientation that I did growing up, you will call it Gary Gary. Okay. Which is not inaccurate, but One Bajamo has a stronger connotation, communicates what the Baba does better and shows how the Yoruba people see the barber. It's more expressive. It's more detailed. And it shows that the job of the barber is beyond just scraping the hair off the head. You get what I'm saying? So it's more, so so that's what I, you know, I take notes when I watch those things. I read Yoruba books, um, Yoruba novels, Yoruba literature when I have the time, as with most people, actually, because it's a very famous book. The first Yoruba a book I encountered was Dio Fagumas, <laughs> which Professor Walesho Inka later translated into Forest of a Thousand Demons. And it's a fascinating work of literature, fascinating work of Yoruba literature that would, that would open your eyes to different aspects of Yoruba culture, Yoruba language, Yoruba religion, Yoruba spirituality and, and, and all those things. So I find it's very important to self-study and be conscious of your own growth as you, as you learn the language.
0: Language, okay, so I understand. What do you think makes Yoruba distinct from other African languages?
1: I haven't studied African languages to be able to make a honest comparison, but I think I can speak direct what makes Yoruba distinct in itself. Not necessarily, i uh, putting it. it side by side with, uh, because I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. People who know better than I do. So I just, but I, I think what fascinates me about Yoruba language first is the Yoruba language is allegorical. It's very metaphorical and it's full of proverbs. Yeah. If you read Chino Achebe's Things Fall Apart, he said, I think in the first chapter that proverbs are the palm oil with which we eat yams, right? So in Nigeria, we traditionally like to eat yam and palm oil. So so that conveys a stronger image. So it's saying that without proverbs, if the yam is the word, the proverb is the palm oil. So proverbs are the palm oil with which we eat words. Mm-hmm. And Yoruba is rich, rich in proverbs, rich in sayings that capture The Yoruba people know how to condense complicated issues into a phrase or a sentence and it hits the nail on the head without having to repeat yourself over and over and over again. Yeah,
0: read
1: some Yoruba proverbs and you go, hmm, (laughs) you know, it always invokes that emotion of this is deep. You know? Yes,
0: it's, and it's always, like, very difficult to, you know, translate it to English, into the English it's, it's, language.
1: Yeah, yeah, you would almost murder the language if you try to do a direct translation. So, for example, the will would say, and I hope you don't mind if I, if I
0: speak
1: course, so speak Of course. That means the proverb is the horse with which we pursue words. When words are missing, when you get to a point that you cannot express yourself, your hurts, with which you will find the words, is the proverb. So that's why you typically see a Yoruba man who is well-schooled in Yoruba language. He can give a 30-minute speech and 20 minutes of that speech would be laden with Infused with proverbs, and you will understand what he's saying, and you'll be able to communicate. Yoruba people are never short of words, they find the words with the proverb. I think that's one significant one. And if I may add one or two others, there is a spirituality that the Yoruba language invokes that you cannot find in most languages. For example, when you are worshiping God in Yoruba language, because Yoruba language is very emotive because it invokes emotions because it addresses the core of your being because it's very expressive you feel something you have that transcendent feeling that most people seek in most religions when you access God through the Yoruba language the Yoruba people have thousands of ways with which they describe God you hear you hear it made the earth its food store. And it evokes immediately an image of somebody who is sitting on a throne and with his leg on the the foot. So it evokes that core aspect of our spirituality that most people love and are fascinated by. There is also the, and this also ties to the the emotiveness of it, the metaphor of it. The Yoruba poetry also fascinates. If you read the works of English poets, like people who write in English, like Professor Niyoshtun Dari, who's one of Nigeria's foremost poets, you will see the Yoruba influence on his poetry. Although he also writes poetry in Yoruba. And you see that his poetry is different because he has access to more words. He has access to deep metaphors, deep proverbs from the Yoruba language. That is using to enrich the English language. So those are the things that keep me glued to the Yoruba language.
0: Okay, so can you talk about the importance and contemporary relevance of the Yoruba language?
1: Wow, contemporary relevance of the Yoruba language. So. Reflect on some of the things that I said earlier in terms of it's being a motive, being used to invoke emotions, it's use of proverbs, you know, that's a very important factor that makes the, the language distinct. In terms of cultural relevance, let's look at the, it on a more global level. The world is at the point of reckoning right now, where people are having a cultural awareness, cultural renaissance. Most people want to go back to their root. Most people want to know where did I really come? And that is putting most African languages, particularly the Yoruba language, back on the spotlight. That's the first point I will make. The second point I will make is Yoruba is spoken in, I think conservative statistics would reveal that it's spoken in more than 40, more than 40 to almost 50 million people all over the world. So that's a huge say, market for the language. There are a lot of people who use the language. Not enough, not enough considering the number of people who should be using it, but there are a lot of people who use the language. Mm-hmm. So, so that makes it contemporarily relevant in today's world. But people are also beginning to rethink how we do education, how we educate people, If you go to Germany, for example, you learn in German. In fact, when Nigerians go to Germany, in many schools in Germany, they have to learn German to be able to learn physics. They have to learn German to be able to learn German medicine. They have to learn German to be able to learn anthropology in many schools in Germany. If you go to Korea, the same thing, they teach in Korea. You don't go to Korea and learn mathematics in English. (laughs) You don't go to China,
0: China. in most
1: Chinese schools, and learn mathematics in French. You learn mathematics in, in, in Mandarin, in Chinese. Why is that? Because this country, and is it a coincidence, by the way, that many of these countries are also some of the most advanced countries in the world the British people would not teach mathematics in French. They would not teach physics or sociology in German. They would teach it in English because that's the language of their people. That's the language that connects their past with their present. And there is no development if you cannot access your past and bring it into your present so that you can access your future So, the Yoruba language assumes a greater degree of importance when you consider how it has been misused and unused. When you just reflect on what we can be doing with our language as a people, what the Yoruba people can be doing with the language, you are sober first, but then you are excited at the opportunity to use the language in the way that many of these advanced countries of the world have used their language. I think it's an important point that we often miss in conversations about the Yoruba language, that the development of a people, the creativity of a people, the spirituality of a people, the innovation of a people is tied to their language. If you cannot speak the Yoruba language, there is still something that, a level of knowledge that you can access with the Yoruba language, People now learn mathematics in Yoruba and UNESCO is doing a lot of work in that regard. People now learn sociology in Yoruba. People now learn physics in Yoruba. STEM, science, technology, engineering, and maths courses, arts and humanities, social sciences. More and more courses are beginning to, or subjects are beginning to develop, develop curricula in the Yoruba language. So I think as things evolve, the Yoruba language will assume even a greater level of importance. Globally, it's spoken in many countries of the world. It's spoken
0: yes, in- and it's even like an official language in the Republic, Togo. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and that's interesting. But
1: mostly, Arab people don't know this. You know, it's, yes it's spoken in Togo. It's spoken in Benin. It's spoken yeah. in Cuba. It's spoken in Brazil. Yeah,
0: like I, I was surprised because I've been to Togo once, and right. you know, there was this cab we entered and. Mm. We were just in Europe because, you know, Togo is a French-speaking country, right? And Mm. then the cab um, driver responded in Europe. Like, he responded to our conversation. And we were surprised. Like, I think we were four in the cab. And we're like, ah! And, you know, that conversation, he dropped us. He gave us the number because we were actually looking for where we could have lunch and eat and all that. And it took us to a place where we could buy Amala, a and wow. all. Wow. And then when wow. we got there, we could also connect with those people. And we, you know, we're asking the, the people there that are, where are you guys from? Like, are you guys Nigerian? And they're like, no, they're from Togo. But we could... You know, relate and communicate on that level, right? Yeah, it was, you know, very interesting. I, 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 don't, I don't, think I can forget that experience. Even though this, right?
1: I totally agree with. There is a feeling that you have when you very surreal feeling, I must say, when you go to a different country and you see someone speak your language. You can't describe it. Yeah, you know? I always look forward to those moments when I see someone who can speak your language, or even pidgin. You know, yes. in a foreign country, I'm foreign like, oh, this is amazing, you know. Yeah. And absolutely, you just connect instantly. So because of colonialism, because of, of the slave trade, many Yoruba people were dispersed to different parts of the world, including the Caribbean. So the language is there. The culture is domiciled in those places. The religion was also transported.
0: Okay, so let's talk about mm-hmm. um, what you like the most about the Yoruba culture and, you know, the Yoruba people. What I like the most about the Yoruba culture and Yoruba peoples, I would also still draw from
1: what I mentioned earlier that, but, but I would, I would just add a few more sentences that the values of a people is found in their language. And Yoruba people have values like no other culture I have met. The culture of respect. Okay. The culture of respect, the culture of humility. In fact, in the sounds, how we use pronouns in Yoruba, there is respect there.
0: Yes, you, so is, say, O'sheh. you O'sheh can just say Oshé, You have you to
1: can use can And say Oshé and The Yoruba language as words that distinguish between the younger and the older. It creates that hierarchical structure that allows you to know this person is ahead of me. Because of life experiences, because of age, I honor this person. That yeah. culture of honor is missing in most languages. Most languages have very general... For example, the English would say, you are great... You are a good person. Yes. You are a bad person. So it's you. Just one. You, just, one you. just one. right? But Yoruba will say, Eda, edara" if you are referring to an elder. Even with that, there is a, a sense of submission and respect that comes with it. If you are referring to your contemporary, you will say, odara. So there is that difference and that respect. And the world today is seen as a short supply, rather, of respect.
0: Yes, especially in you this know? digital age, like, you know, the way some people can day. just talk to people anyhow, just because
1: Absolutely. we're following ourselves
0: on Instagram and all.
1: On social media, you find someone who is steeped in the Yoruba culture and Yoruba language. You see a sense of hesitation that this person is unwilling to break the bounds of respect. And apart from respect, there is also it's respect, there is honor. There is diligence, there is a sense of because of the many proverbs that the Yoruba language displays that emphasize diligence. When we were in secondary school, there was a poem that we recited that mm-hmm. had to do with hard work. Mura mm-hmm. Software. I'm paraphrasing that, okay. you know, rely on your own hard work. Don't rely on your parents. Your parents may be very rich. Your father may have thousands of horses, but don't rely on inheritance. Let hard work be at your core. That's why you see Yoruba people go to any country in the world, any part of the world, and they'll outwork even the locals, because the language, the culture has infused in them that sense of hard work. I should not tell you what I like about the language or about the culture. We're not talking about if we have different kinds of soups, of food, of combinations, different that many of which our generation has not even explored yet. We are still eating in the villages and because we don't go back home, we, we don't we don't explore them. So the spicy, it's tasty delicious can you um, give
0: us examples
1: oh okay. this is my favorite and it's made with melon you know you grind the melon you fry it you had some pepper you had fish you had vegetable
0: you add. okay so moving on um let's talk about language learning apps so do you right. think language learning apps are effective and do you know any language learning app for Yoruba learners?
1: I don't use language learning apps for Yoruba, but I know a couple that I think would be helpful for people who want to pick up the language. The second, as the third language. There are, there are a couple of apps that I've seen in the past that are very effective.
0: Could you share some, so Come not on. necessarily apps, you could share um, some useful resources like podcasts. Resu- oh
1: yeah, I, I use a lot of resources.
0: Channels, websites. Yes, I Can I you just do. talk about a couple of resources that you would like to recommend? Like, So for somebody listening and maybe the person wants to improve on their Yoruba speaking skills or just learn the Yoruba language, can you share yeah. for or- if you are
1: listening and you want to enhance your proficiency in the Yoruba language I think you should go on YouTube okay. there are a couple of YouTube channels that teach Yoruba culture that teach Yoruba language that teach the elementary the basics of, of Yoruba language Sin1 so TV for example is doing a fantastic job particularly for children children yes
0: they use that learn the Yoruba language yeah
1: it's amazing they are doing a lot of work and, and it's not just for children adults who want to learn the language can also take advantage of that platform you know the way we have like Chuchu TV uh, Papa Pig you yes. know YouTube for children they also have their own variables of that which is super interesting the books like Combined Dictionary of Yoruba and English if you have a higher level of proficiency and you are trying to master the language you are trying to find the English translation of a Yoruba word the Combined Dictionary is just very useful there is a book called Teach Yourself Yoruba A Complete Course for Beginners Okay. which you can also use for learning the language. There are a couple of apps too, like Yoruba 101. I think you can find it on App Store or wherever mm-hmm. you download apps, your Google Play Store or App Store. There's yeah. Speak Yoruba. There is Basic Yoruba. First, and there's
0: some podcasts know. too. Oh, yeah. Um, some podcasts for Yoruba yeah. language. Yeah.
1: As we said. yeah, yeah. On Spotify, there are a couple of Yoruba podcasts that are very, very... And they make it very relatable, very interesting, very simple, and that's and, and so, it. So if you're listening and you want to learn Yoruba, I think these resources would be very, very great.
0: Okay, so could you share some tips for anyone who wants to learn Yoruba?
1: Yeah, there are a couple of tips I may be able to share. I think the most important tip is, is to be consistent and listen. And it's the same for learning any language, to be honest. To yes,
0: be this basically matters a lot.
1: You know, You know, don't be discouraged, don't let natives, you know, despise your days of little beginning and don't despise your own days of little beginning. Do it again, repeat. If you forgot the word, go for it again. So so I I think a starting point because some people like to learn the Yoruba language by first listening. They want to they want to first speak the language Mm -hmm. before they go into other areas of reading, writing and all that. And I think it's a very interesting approach and I would recommend it. Learn first by listening, listen, 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 and then try speaking what you're listening. And then before you start thinking of, oh, I want to be able to write. I want to be, because it's important that you master the sound. The Yoruba language is different and a bit challenging. Because it's very tonal, but the writing system is about the same as the English language except for some letters that are missing from the Yoruba alphabet, the English alphabet depending on how you look at it. And the Yoruba has sound. So, because the sounds are an important part of the language, you tend to hear a lot of homographs words with the same spelling but different meanings. For example, O-G-U-N. O-G-U-N could be Ogun, right? Mm-hmm. In Yoruba. But it also be Ogun, medicine. It could be Ogun, war. It could be Ogun, 20. It could be Ogun, length. It could be... Ogun, sweat, it could be Ogun, climbing, it could be Ogun, god of iron, and you can go on
0: and on and on, so
1: another interesting example is O-W-O, it could be O-W-O, money could be O-W-O, it's a town in Yoruba land, it could be O-W-O, which is broom, it could be O-W-O, which is he or she is looking mm-hmm. at something. It could be our hand, So it's important that you understand the sound. And a good entry point, the starting point, is to learn by listening. So that you know, okay, which one is this one? Which one is that one? So that's what I would recommend. And pay attention to the emotion when people speak Yoruba. It's hard to see someone speak Yoruba language with folded hands. You always see the hand moving. The emotion is there. So pay attention to the emotion. Pay attention to the... Tamba to the articulation to the pitch to the rhythm, which all play a very huge role in the language so pay attention to how people express themselves not just with words but the facial expression the non-verbal communication it's also an important part of learning the part of learning the language
0: okay okay so i know you enjoy watching yoruba movies and you know listening to yoruba songs how about you sing one yoruba song for us before you go
1: Uh uh What kind of song do you want me to sing? Any song. Um,
0: Any Yoruba song, but very simple and short.
1: I forgot to mention, or I omitted to mention that songs are also very interesting ways of, of learning Yoruba language too. Yeah. If you listen to a lot of Yoruba artists who sing in indigenous Yoruba, not people who mix it up. You Do would... you have
0: favorite artists you like Oh, I, I love, I
1: love Shona Allison, and i I think I should sing one of her songs. Um, okay. many of your Nigerian listeners may know Eji Oura, which was okay. released in, in the early 2000s. So you didn't give me a heads up. So you <laughs> to my voice. If I be Eji Owura, la ta gba la e lede mo re lo jiwa i se to to ni aye le pajero. o mi la i femi bi run ti fori femi bi o juti femi bi eni je fenu femi teri teri. Yeah. If, if you listen to the song, you see that some of the things I talked about in terms of the metaphor, the invoking nature in things, in describing, in eulogizing your lover is present in average Jehovah, love son. I love Shodah Allison's. Uh, for that.
0: Okay. Okay, let's just talk briefly about books. So do you love reading books? What kind of books do you read?
1: I read a lot of books. I read functionally and I read non functionally. By non-functional, I don't mean the book has no function, but I mean it has no, I'm not doing it to pass an exam or to write a paper. And so, so I guess you're interested in the non-functional or what I call the non-functional reading, maybe the personal development books, which I away from, from work, where I also use a lot of books and maybe school. I read a lot of political books. I'm reading Rage. Okay. By Bob Woodward. But Woodward is an investigative journalist. He authored a book on the Trump presidency and Mm -hmm. Trump's handling of the coronavirus. And the book exposes incompetence like you've never seen before. And it almost reads like a political thriller. And it's, it's, um, even though it's, it's nonfiction. And I love um, it.
0: Because most times, most book lovers, they find it difficult to tell us, you know, their favorite books. So, I've changed the question. So just tell us what, you, what you're what you currently reading. Because normally I would ask, what's your favorite book? But besides right. that, most of my guests, they love reading books. And most times they find it difficult to talk about their favorite books. So this has been an insightful conversation, inshallah. Thank you so much for being a guest on Languages and Books. Okay, so I always end my show by saying if you want to learn another language, start now, practice daily, and don't stop. Can you say that in Yoruba language?
1: thank you
0: very much so before you go how can my listeners find you or connect with you
1: i'm very reachable on social media i'm on twitter i'm on LinkedIn, Akin okay. I'm on Twitter. At I'm on Facebook. Akin And my yeah, so I okay. can do so will
0: probably put all the links in the description Absolutely, box.
1: absolutely. Okay. Happy to. Happy all to right. Enjoy. Thank
0: you once again for being here on languages and books. Thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting. me your show i'm so honored to have this opportunity to interact with your very global audience thank, right. you. I don't take it granted. thank you
0: for all right thank you all right so remember if you want to learn another language start now practice daily and don't stop thanks for listening please subscribe leave a review and share this episode with a friend If you haven't joined the Languages and Books private community on Facebook, what are you waiting for?